0: Hi, welcome to Adventures and Awakening. I'm your host, Amber. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm excited to share this episode with you. I interviewed Ursula O'Farrell from the Ascension Playground. She has this lovely channel on YouTube where she shares all about galactic astrology, digs uh, deep into different stars, different lineages, and just shares a lot of information. I ended up finding Ursie or Ursula through um, something called Galactic Astrology, and I was honored enough to have a reading with her. It was so good because I was able to um, really understand some of my lives, where I came from, um, understand, you know, my first time in the stars, and uh, why I'm so connected to certain people and then others. And then I was able to like. Look at my birth chart, my family's birth chart, and just see the similarities and the correlations. I've always said that my husband and I have had past lives together, like many. I can remember some of them, but looking at the stars and actually seeing it like there was fact, there was proof, was just um so so good so if you're interested in just hearing more about star star seeds what's really in the stars galactic astrology and just digging um a little deeper than you know beyond the earth beyond this veil um take a listen it's so good if you have any questions um any comments, feel free to reach out to me at the Amber Netherton on Instagram. If you're interested in a Reiki session, a private um, reading with me, head over to my website, Adventures The podcast is growing, so please keep sharing it with your friends and people who you think would benefit from taking a listen. Send you guys so much love. Remember, when you awaken you, you remember you. Namaste. Welcome to Adventures and Awakening. I'm your host, Amber. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm super excited to share this podcast episode with you. Today I have on Ursula O'Farrell. Ursula, welcome to Adventures and Awakening.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to be with you.
0: So I would um, like to start by just asking asking you your awakening story. Kind of tell me how you landed where you are today.
1: That's um, a big open-ended question. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) I'm just going to call out that it's 2023. And this is a year where I just sense that the energies on the planet are asking me or inviting me to go deeper. And so by you asking for an awakening story, I'm going back to my childhood. So I was raised in a military family where my mother was from China and my father was raised in Ohio. So I chose a family that um, was East and West combined. And back in the 1960s, when I was born, to see a biracial family was still rather unusual. Um, so it was always a little perplexing for me, having been raised in the United States, born in Hawaii and grew up in California, and to have a mom... Um, who I didn't really get to know or understand completely as she was raised in China and had to suffer through issues with the war and the um, revolution and suffered great poverty and death on many levels. And then my father, being raised Catholic, and I'm talking uber-Catholic, and he was uber-military. So that um, sound of music movie that came out where the captain had a whistle that would basically blow his whistle and then the children would come and stand in a line. That was the nature of the house that I grew up in with six other siblings. So it was a little bit like, okay, I chose structure, structure, structure. And then my story has always been this Intuitive sensing that spirit and angels were around me. I was that a little bit odd, strange child that would love to sing Alleluia and ride my bike, and I don't know, talk to the wind, and um, think that I could talk to the birds. So um, I didn't really fit in with my four sisters and two brothers, but being the second eldest really had to kind of step in and help raise my siblings, as was the nature of that time. Um, but I, when I went to um, college, I chose a painting degree and theology. So it was like art and spirit um, were the two callings of my life. And I've always tried to figure out how to integrate both. And so in college, I was able to go and study in Italy for my junior year abroad, and that really opened my mind and heart and compassion to more global thinking and global awareness. And the stories through art, whether it's music or painting or sculpture, um, would come through in this broader story of what is it to be human, a fully engaged human being And so I didn't stay within the Catholic realms as my father had wished, had a mind of my own and followed my heart and never felt really connected or supported, let's say, or understood by the females in my life, beginning with my mom. So those were just the stories of the setup that I chose as a soul coming in and being born. So it was structure. Um strong desire that especially girls were to be seen and not heard being half Asian, especially were to be seen as, um, kowtowing and not ever questioning what an elder says to you. So that, that was kind of the hoops I set up and caused for a lot of trauma, drama in the early days.
0: Uh (laughs) I find that a lot of, um, us who chose to go through those circumstances early in life um, because I can relate to a lot of points of what you said is that it just helped prepare us to what we're doing. You know, what we're doing now, it, it strengthened us.
1: It did. And the other layerings that happen, unfortunately with my father being in the military and going through like so many wars um, it changed him, and he chose alcohol as the primary vehicle to numb himself. And so, um, when you're brought up in a place where uh, that type of addiction and anger and turning into someone other than who you'd imagine a father to be, mm-hmm. it um, in, in watching a certain kind of violence in the home that imprint is still in me. And so I have a hypersensitivity to um, anything related to that kind of overpowering of another soul. But I do now that I'm 60 and that's a six zero 60 oh. years on the planet, having raised a family as well. I see how that informs some of my choices. And so um when my parents passed away, I finally, just recently, finally found the ch- chance to like, not feel so judged. or like, if, Is someone watching me to say that I'm bad or I'm sinful or that I wasn't going to make it into heaven, that my life was um, going to be spent in purgatory? These are some of the fearful stories that I was raised with. And my father took to heart that he was responsible for me as a soul, and yet his actions were so antithetical to anything around good parenting, (laughs) one would imagine, right? So it's like, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. So watching and looking at that, um, I'm just starting to see now that I'm finally feeling comfortable sitting in who I am. And that was basically the genesis of my awakening story is not really clear. Well, who am I? You know, I was asking that question in my 30s and 40s and even 50s. And people would say, oh, come on, you know who you are. Look, you're very successful in this profession and that profession as a painter, as a corporate foundation officer, as a mother, um, as a wife. You know who you are. And I was like, no, there's more. I haven't really gotten to that quintessence of beingness. And so today I feel much more comfortable sitting in my skin and have, as you know, created a YouTube channel called The Ascension Playground. And I am also a certified galactic astrology practitioner through Julia Balaz and her Quantum Soul Guidance Practitioners course. But I'm also a professional painter, and it's been painting that's really um, guided me throughout my life. It was really the only area as a young child that I felt I could receive praise. And people wondering, how did you do that? Or why did you paint those colors? And so I think when there's adulation or positivity as a child, you move towards that. It's almost like a moth to a flame. But there was something always in me that wanted to create and communicate by using painting as that primary vehicle and spiritual path.
0: And al- painting allowed you creative freedom, freedom to be who you are, right, through your creations, your paintings.
1: Yes. In fact, it was actually applauded if you were painting differently. You, there was an umbrella As an artist, you were okay to be different because you were put in a certain kind of permission to be different than others. Art has a way of saying, tell us what you're seeing. What's the future look like? Um, Almost like the oracle in other places, like in Europe, in Ireland in particular, poets are really applauded and praised for their particular art form. And so painting was always the one that set me apart and gave me room to at least breathe. Uh,
0: I want to hit on real quick. This is kind of off topic, but you mentioned that you're 60. And so you're in that period of your second solar return. Yes. Where you're entering the wise woman, finding yourself, stepping into your power, sharing your voice more, really being and owning all of your gifts, all of your power and your strengths. Are you, are you feeling like you're being called to, I mean, you mentioned you're being called to do more. Do you feel like you're being called to use your voice more or to share more with the world of who you are?
1: Um, Thank you for that question. Um, What comes up for me is the embrace of being a crone, of being the wise woman, of being shaman, mystic, oracle. All of those divine feminine qualities of the elder, it's interesting. You do go through a different gear shift um, in this stage of life. And Gail Sheehy's book, um, which was pivotal for me, called Passages, really speaks to this idea of, especially when your parents pass, Mm -hmm. there's a sense of who's judging you. Are you repeating those judgments in your own mind? And if so, how is it working for you? For me, it's this point of, well, who really cares? You know, you can't be anyone else but yourself. So why pretend to be smaller, bigger, or other than who you know yourself to be? That's a real hard lesson for me to continue to say, look, you've been given gifts, I know I can communicate. I know that I'm an avid esoteric researcher. I know that I'm strange and weird and not of the normal. And there's a gift in that. So it's almost like sitting better within myself and saying, how can I be of better service? And suddenly you start thinking, my goodness, if I have another good 20 or 30 years ahead of me, how will I want to navigate? What do I want to focus on? I know it's not going to be around accessing more and acquiring more material goods. It's truly this idea of if I have the ability to inspire another, then so be it. Uh-huh. And so getting out of my own way, my own fear and blocks of judgment, which was my biggest fear of being judged, um, seeing how, if you get out of your own way, Ursula, can you inspire another? Would that get me to go beyond the obstacle that I had to face? And so stepping out with something like galactic astrology, really, me? Uh (laughs) And yet it feels so natural and it feels so yes, yes, you, if not you, then who? And um, so it's this calling out of can I help another, especially the younger generation who may still be wondering who they are and what their purpose and role is. So for me, it's really this joy of inspiration and sharing that light. And if someone's not inspired or feels threatened by what I might be or share or say, that I don't own that part, that I'm starting to learn it's okay to be the radiant, bright light that I am and leave how other people receive it on them. Whether the light burns or it's not warm enough or it's cold, it's really me just sitting in that place of beingness. And that goes back to your question about the awakening story, that it really is, um, my lifetime has been a series of narratives, of stories, most of which Weren't even my own story. It was about receiving the stories of my ancestors, the stories of my culture or my gender or my lot in life or my identity as through my profession or my children. Those were all stories that now at age 60, I go, but that's not me in my core essence. And so it's following, following the story of one's soul. Um, which seems always a little evasive but guiding because you know you're on your soul's journey when you receive the synchronicities and the chills and the vibrations and resonance of this is true and keep going.
0: Mm, That is so just well beautifully stated. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like a lot of people, especially with what's going on in the world right now, And we're in this huge period of ascension and growth are really starting to question who they are. Their gifts feel like a lot of people's uh, maybe dormant gifts are coming online and there's like healing a lot of ancestral wounds. Um, I think you said dormant. Yeah, I did. And that wasn't the correct word. Maybe not fully accepted or owned. Um, I see a lot of people awakening more than I did a few years ago.
1: Yeah, I think that the time we're in right now is the huge reset. Mm -hmm. It feels like for me, um, the last three years have been, this is why I'm here. The clarity is crystal clear for me that um, all the gifts, all the talents are being brought together to help support the collective Mm -hmm. um, as I work more on myself. And so it's this going further, further within myself that I believe my ancestral line, my family of origin, my star lineage, it all comes into greater focus and clarity as we, I believe, move more into a quantum time frame than normal 3D linear time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, you said you know, I grew up very intuitive. Definitely. i actually posted something on Instagram yesterday that said, I'm not the black sheep of the family. I'm the spiritual ghost was like this very vibrant goat. (laughs) It's the most (laughs) silly, obscene picture, but I just thought, well, this doesn't make sense. Um, But I think a lot of people who did grow up intuitive or grew up a little different questioning the norm, as many of us did, you know, we chose our families to help us grow. We carry that kind of like fear of judgment and unworthiness or not accepted um, so that we step into our power, which you beautifully shared that you did. I know when my mother passed, I mean, that's one of the things that led me to mm-hmm. you and finding the ga- galactic astrology, being the oldest woman in my family, being like, okay, I have no one now. Not mm-hmm. that I ever had her anyway, but like researching and being called to go a little bit deeper, um, which is how I discovered galactic astrology. Can you tell me how you discovered galactic astrology?
1: Wow, it was about a year ago, right? Um, I think with the COVID period, I found myself painting every day and just while I'm painting, listening to all things astrology and esoteric. And so I was listening to um, a show by Aaron Abke, and there was Julia. And it wasn't what Julia said so much as the frequency that I felt within me that felt activated. And so there are pivotal times, I believe, where we're not sure what's happening, but trusting the idea that this feels good. Something's happening. It's almost like an internal clock was Every There was a gear shifting into place. And, um, boy... Because I, I hate to do this to myself, but I would say, well, you know, they, these people have studied 20, 30 years astrology. I don't really want to invest that amount of time and become an astrologer. And so that was my limiting belief. The however is you bring your full journey with you into language. And astrology is really, I consider, a light language that no one ever fully has the complete grasp it's a living kind of light language so learning the vocabulary learning the the structure and framework is one thing but coming into it with your own unique design and so i have studied gene keys human design
0: uh-huh. numerology
1: <laughs> I and mean, you've name it I, i've got so many books here
0: <laughs> i can relate <laughs> It's like we're on this path to just continually discover who we are and dig a little, you know, we can do it all going from within. But it's fun to put all the pieces together, right?
1: It is. There was something profound in 2022 when I did get a reading from a shaman and she said, Ursula, this is the year to roar. And I said, roar? And she, because I don't really like attention coming toward myself. And so she says, well, it's for you to find your soul tribe. So when the lion roars, other lions will hear and move towards you. And this is what happened this past year. Um, When I got over myself, you know, judging, well, how will I sound or, or who will show up? Will they judge me like I judge me? And instead, soul tribe started arriving globally. And helping support one another synchronistically. And I think that's one of the gems of working with um, our our quantum soul guidance practitioners group is that you'll find your family and you'll find this resonant frequency that says, ah, room to test out my ideas, room to be myself, as crazy give me the craziest you've got the weirdest
0: Uh and let's
1: test it out to see using our discernment if it feels true for me or not and honoring other people and their path and saying that's great but it doesn't resonate with me or this does but you find by getting over your fear and being yourself but then I had to make that step into YouTube land right and I didn't know how to do it so I had I found two friends who agreed, yes, let's together create the Ascension playground. And so we started off as a trio, but perhaps by the first month or even a few weeks, it was a Mio instead of a trio, because um, uh, just for whatever circumstances, uh, it, it moved forward that way. And so I learned I always like to work with someone else on the other side. I just perhaps need that sense that, okay, I'm going to cross the bridge, but is someone ahead of me? And so now I know that I've got spirit guides and star family and know their name thanks to the galactic astrology calculator that I can call upon.
0: I want to, so did you start the Ascension Playground before you um, were certified in galactic astrology? Yes, I did. I love that. So it was one step and then the next.
1: Yes. It's almost like spirit and the universe will meet you, but you have to make that first step because you have to be in a certain kind of movement. It's what I found. You have to move towards what feels right for the the bridge to appear. So I created Woo Woo Wednesdays. I was doing card readings um, to support and inspire. We did healing Saturdays. And then as I got deeper working with Julia on the Galactic, it became so exciting for me to go deeper and bring a beginner's mind to this very advanced work that Julia was talking about. I wanted to make sure I could understand what exactly is a conjunction, an opposition? And so my mom being a school teacher, I was able to bring some of those skills that I learned into the Ascension Playground to make this language more available to anyone who was interested.
0: And I love it because you really break down in your YouTube videos, um, the why, the how, You're very detailed with pictures and everything. It's beautiful. Can you share with the listeners just a little bit more about galactic astrology and what you've learned along the way and kind of how a reading goes and then how you break it down in your YouTube videos? I know that's a lot in one, but.
1: Sure. Um, So first I had to sit well with myself and look at my own natal chart to understand why I was here and who am i so looking at your natal astrology chart it helps you understand that that's using western astrology and on top of that comes the galactic so i got so excited learning about my star family as i had already become a stargate facilitator through a program up in mount shasta california so i've always been in the woo but i was under the radar right i was doing this as my hobby um the Ascension Playground offers little sound bites to try and bring clarity to why, why is galactic astrology important? Why is astrology important? And for me, it's this reconnection of our soul's essence of why we came here on earth and incarnated and to give clarity to what is my mission and, um, You know, when you feel a sense and move into that sense of tell me why and what I am and where am I going. Where did I come from? Those questions are ones that I was carrying by myself, but I realized you can find some answers by looking at this light language and connecting from our divine essence. You see, we're going from a human consciousness on 3D now of what's called um, living in the consciousness of duality. Of black and white, of good and bad. This is a lot um, reflected in many of our religions, of okay. you know, good versus evil. But when you start working with galactic astrology, you move towards a bigger dashboard, your perspective shifts more towards an awareness of what I call galactic consciousness, even supergalactic consciousness. You start seeing these patterns and stories and narratives a little bit differently, that it didn't just originate here on earth, but may have traveled with us through the cosmos on our cosmic soul journey. That helps me give grace to this idea that if someone has shown up in your life as being uber horrifying or evil or, or, or bad, it gives grace to a certain like, oh, you again. Okay, how do I want to dance with you in this now moment? And so you get a broader, you know, construct of galactic awareness to deal with some of these, let's say, people who show up as tests to see where is she at today?
0: That was so well said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how will I dance you with again. you again this time around? Yes, <laughs> I know
1: you again. Yeah, and and that's the beauty of free will of being completely human beings, the divine incarnate. That free will of choice, even if you know that you're galactic and you've been here before, and it's the same people testing you. It's like, okay, thank you for testing me again. It's still this choice of how do I want to respond. And if you were to ask me which of the galactic star families do I most resonate with today, I found that um, this connection to the royal star named Fomalhaut, it um, is in the Piscis Austrinus constellation and is associated as the Watcher of the South. And so this royal star and I have had lots of conversations about the why my childhood was so traumatic and dramatic. And, you know, you start learning about those with this type of star connection. And it's like, ah, that's why. Thank you. Now, how do I bring it to good? One of the things Julia Balaz says that the star Fomalhaut brings, yes, it's early childhood trauma and wounding, but later in life, she says, many with the Fomalhaut star, this royal star, do become teachers to help others who've been wounded by the past so that you can transmute and transform that energy for the greater good.
0: Mm. Isn't that amazing? It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's It's so true, though. I mean, it is. I know when I first heard about galactic astrology and then researching the website and then pulling my chart and not even really knowing what I was looking at, knowing enough to pull my entire family and look at all these connections that we had together and I'm super intuitive. I can remember past lives with my husband. I like will dream mm. about certain things. And for him to be open to what I say, but not necessarily like as woo-woo as I am, for me to put it on paper and be like, ha, look. <laughs> I know. Go.
1: Look, there's proof. I can see it. Show me. And yeah. you start doing your children. You're like, this is why. You know, so anyone listening, consider going to the galacticastrochart.com. You can put in your natal information for free, and you can print out your significant others' reports, your family, your children. You do need to know the birth time, but it helps explain the connections of why, if you have more than one child, why this one feels like a stronger connection than the other, or or what the lessons were. And it's, it's fascinating, so you give yourself grace that it's not anything more than it's time now for us to embrace more of this galactic awareness. And especially, Amber, as you look at the James Webb Telescope, my goodness, we're seeing the science of images of new galaxies that were always there, now we can see them. So So too now with our awareness, perhaps our star family and these connections were always there when we give our thought and our focus and intention to them, they become activated and it's that activation that can guide us into a greater place of light and love for ourselves primarily.
0: And I believe that they are here to help us ascend. They're here to offer support. You know, they're here to, um, Help us remember our gifts to activate some of our dormant DNA, if you will. Um, Yes. If you're open to receive, um, they're definitely here for you.
1: Yes. In fact, um, it's an interesting language of ascension and descension. So when we look energetically, the call for many is about Not necessarily physically leaving the planet ascending off the earth, but more coming into communion with our higher selves. So this higher vibratory experience of, let's say, the God self moves into us now in the third dimension, which is very dense in our polarized states of being, right? But we're moving now into this plasmic, photonic light that believe like you mentioned this idea of the dna getting awakened and activated um the ancient dna also being activated and if this seems strange for any new listeners i would just say embrace it as this idea that our quantum selves are now becoming online and if you choose to to move towards this lighter vibratory beingness, you're going to be part of the collective that helps move Mother Earth as well into these different dimensions, including the fifth dimension.
0: That's, that's so good. Um, I want to ask you real quick to take it back. The Ascension Playground, the name, you came up with that, what, a year or so ago? Yes. Yes knowing that we were moving through this period of great change and growth to offer just support along the journey, right? Just like my title adventures and awakening, right? We all have our adventures that get us there. We all are continually growing and awakening. You offer support and knowledge about Ascension, a place to play a place to experience and discover maybe new ideas, new topics.
1: Yes. And, and, that was a little bit of the three of us, um, the early creators of the playground. I was really focused on the word playground, and my friend Robert was really focused on ascension. But I was trying to explain to him it's really um, ascension, descension, intra, extra. You know, uh-huh. but you know, he said it's a more understandable word. But the reason I focused on playground is when you start really tuning into many of the esoteric texts. You go way back, ancient Egyptian. You see, even the teachings of Christ, you see that the way into what we would call heaven or the other realms is as a child, is this idea of working within the delight of being um, through our heart, um, through the play of a child. So young Amber, young Ursula, in fact, it's embarrassing, but I call myself Ursie on the playground to remind myself, be a kid again. It's, it's, we're not going to move into this new experience through our mind. We're not, I mean, all the knowledge we could stuff in our heads is not the pathway. The pathway is truly the sheer delight and wonder and a certain resilience and openness to all that is and at the end you end up laughing because i'm just going to say these two words it will become as a cosmic joke of sorts because you see how much the mind wants to hold the seriousness and the heaviness of life it's true this was really bad this was really horrible but the child will say what's next Let's see, there's a tree to climb, there's air to breathe, the birds are singing, and it's this delight of the child, the inner child, which we each have, that will show us the pathway into how to move our vibrations higher. And the reason that's so important is because to move from a lower dimension, a lower vibratory sense, when you when you move towards the higher vibrations, dis-ease all the ills, all the things that, um, the blockages, they can't move in a higher level. It's only love and light and in union. So it's this unity consciousness that is embracing the galactic.
0: Mm-hmm. Ever since 2020, when mm-hmm. I hear that song, um, the, is it the one, we are one by you two? Do you know what t- I'm talking about? Oh, can you hum it for me? No, I'm totally <laughs> blanking. But normally I'm not a huge crier and that song ever since 2020 and COVID and the lockdown and all that has just, it will bring me to tears. Oh, I'm going to find what song it is, but that's totally off topic, off tangent. But that's no, because you know can what? feel that it's mm-hmm. one. It is one. Yeah.
1: I think the tears, when you embrace tears, is something's happening, like this allowing the waters within your body to flow, it's saying you're in resonance. I was feeling the same way as I listened to the Cathars singing this ancient hymn. It's the five vowels, A, E, I, O, U. And they said before the sacred sound of OM, O-M or A-U-M. If you resonate with the A-E-I-O-U, your vibration immediately goes up. So sometimes it's this idea of clearing wounds. And other times it's just a beautiful orchestra of, hey, you know, there's, there is there is a certain rainbow of light that happens after the darkest of days.
0: Uh-huh. And that's just A-E-I-O-U.
1: Yes. In fact, later I can send you the link. I would there- all- it's a message. Like, why am I attracted to that? And why did it bring me to tears every time I hear it?
0: And it's the there... vibration that, you're, right? We're feeling that in the body so strongly.
1: Yeah, in fact, I could be wrong, but I think it's the 432 hertz. So it's they were singing at a level of beingness that my cells were saying, oh, this is the frequency of sound that's just resonating out through my body. And the more at times I put myself in that beautiful harmonic, the healthier I feel. So this thing, you just can't make it up. It's almost like I think you and I are here in this now moment to – Encourage others to pay attention to what makes you feel good and continue to move in that direction. You don't have to know it. Just allow yourself to feel it as a child who's so open. It's this opening to love again without the, oh,
0: yeah, buts,
1: you know, it's allowing it.
0: And finding time to play and tap into your inner child, right? When we follow our joy and what lights us up, that's where we're in, when we are in flow, Oh,
1: I know. In fact, here's what my play wants to say. It's that that Royal Star Fomalhaut works with Archangel Gabriel. Gabriel's the messenger archangel here to share divine messages. So for me, it's like, hello, angel, you know, Gabriel carrying the lily of peace and the diamond matrix and the other hand. It's like, thank you. Let's just play. Let's play with this idea of what if we each embraced Gabriel and allowed the divine messages to flow through us without any blockage. So I have a feeling someone listening, you know, Amber is here to hear that message of what would it just feel like? You don't have to do it. Just What does it feel like to allow Archangel Gabriel to borrow your vocal cords for just a minute and allow source to speak through you. I love that.
0: Yeah.
1: I love the angels. Yeah. I just get so excited with crystals and angels and, you know, card decks. <laughs> yes,
0: I do too. And before I teach a yoga class or do any sort of like workshop or healing, I always say, use me as a vessel, flow through me. Half the times, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> That You know, like, because it's not me, it's coming through. They're like, what did you say? I'm like, I have no idea. I (laughs) can't repeat it. (laughs) But I wanted to get back to the galactic astrology, if you wouldn't mind, because you um, did my reading for me. I did. And again, I felt before we had the reading, I felt this truth in my body that I, I was so like into it and I was just like, I have to have this done. I'm feeling so called to do it. And my reading was great. And you called me out on some stuff. Like, I mean, I think at the end I was like tearing up, um, trying, you know, trying to hold it in because it was that, it was that good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just, it was what I needed at that time. Right. Can you share with me a few things like kind or. Let's go back to if you wouldn't mind sharing your galactic family, like your original, if you wouldn't mind sharing that, and then okay. kind of how a reading goes and what you share, because I took so much from mine.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, if you don't mind, can I start with you first just a little bit? Because I have your oh, chart and yeah. right you. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. So
1: um, just looking at where your origins from, you know? And the Boots constellation has this gorgeous star called Arcturus. So many of you may have understood the terminology Arcturian star seed. So when your Pluto is conjunct Arcturus, that is the energy of the Pathfinder. That is someone who will find alternative pathways to help support the collective. You also have a conjunction to Spica in Virgo constellation. This is the great gift of the goddess. So Amber, you came in with this origin story of having this gift for the collective, but a trailblazer with new pathways now, if I had told this story to young Amber at age 13, who was still trying to figure out who am I, I want to fit into my social networks, but for some reason I have two left feet, you know, I, don't, I know I, I can try and fake it, but I don't feel like I belong. I would tell this young Amber, you know, your design is to work with this gorgeous light of Arcturus and the gift of Spica. The fifth royal star. And just know that you are set apart, like a star is set apart in the heavens to shine in the darkest of places. So, that, my friend, I don't know if you remember that, but I'd also say your most recent lifetime was coming from Procyon. This is the little dog star in Canis Minor. You know, so it's the bright light of the little dog going, yep, yep, yep. You know, you've got this message to say and share. Your son's light is basically saying, it's like John the Baptist saying, hey, he's coming, he's coming, the Christ is coming. You know, Procyon says, hey, Sirius A is coming, it's coming. So you as the, the forerunner of these messages, so just taking those three aspects of your galactic astrology chart, we could just begin and end there. And just say, because sometimes if you get too much information, it's like, ah, what did you just say? But weaving together this idea of the gift of the goddess, the pathfinder of Arcturus, and the little dog that says, hey, it's coming, it's coming. Perhaps you are the messenger for this new age. We could call it the Aquarian light or the shift of ages. So that's how I kind of like to hold the astrology. So I'm not sure, Amber, <laughs> if I'm embarrassing you, but isn't that cool to know that you've got these other stories running in your energy field? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that. And um, just how you put it all together. And then one of the things that really stuck with me is the four royal stars. Hmm. Yeah. Remember that?
1: Yes. I mean, that is, for me, quite rare as far as the idea of the four royal stars that hold up the heavens. This is how the ancient Persians looked at those stars. They were foundational stars. So if you happen to go on galacticastrochart.com and find out, you also have the four royal stars, which are Fomalhaut, Antares, Aldebaran, And Regulus, Um, and how to hold this idea of perhaps that underpinning of holding up the heavens is echoed in your energy field. See, in essence, we, we came in where we were born and we forgot who we were, our full magnificence. But we can look now and see through a soul chart ah, this is where you've been in the galaxy. And see if these new stories resonate with you or not. Perhaps if you like to hold this idea, knowing that you have the four royal stars, will that help you move forward now as that pathfinder with the gift of the goddess? You know, that it's really for the greater collective these are again foundational stars they have their great light and they also have their shadow side so it helps sometimes explain that early wounding you know so why was it so dark why was it so crazy i mean there's dark and then there's really dark and then you start realizing some people because of their free will in our soul family went off script And so permission to go off script is part of how this whole cosmic journeying works. And so it's like, can you find the grace within you if you've gone off script, went a little too high or too light, you know, um, giving yourself some forgiveness and redemption around, okay, but I learned from it. And now the real work, when I focus on the squares in my chart, those are the karmic life lessons. So I know it gets a little complicated quickly, but in essence, it's star stories to help inform you currently in 3D.
0: And just looking at my chart in this way, you you were able to tell me, you know, wow, your childhood was pretty crazy. Like you're, and then you have all this and it's like getting over the wounding and the healing. And it was just like, (gasps) And you saying, Amber, you could be doing so much more. And I'm like, you're right. No one has ever said that. (laughs) Oh,
1: it's more of a, here's a mirror. It's a mirror that whether you do more or not, it's a choice. But that mirror to be seen. We're changing mirrors, Amber. I mean, it's like in 3D, we were looking through one of those circus funny mirrors thinking that's who I am. But then now we've got this crystal clear, amazing Um, mirror to show us our many more lifetimes, not just on earth and how that impacts our sense of who we are at a soul vibration. Uh It's quite astonishing. I'm seeing how much Andromeda (laughs) you've got such gorgeous Andromeda. I mean, you've got like a rainbow array. It would take quite a while, many, many sessions to peel all those layers um, of the beauty, uh, beauty of who you are at a soul level. I'm just saying, I love to inspire people, Sure, have a reading. Julia has um, practitioners around the world speaking, I think over 15 or 16 different languages. So you see, this is this is catapulted so quickly because it feels like the human global collective is now ready ready to look into a different kind of mirror of who am I really? I think it was Marianne Williamson who said something like, um, you know, our greatest fear is perhaps realizing just how magnificent we really are.
0: Yes, that's very true. I think, uh, I mean, that's one of my things. I've always said, I'm so scared to step fully into my power.
1: Yeah. And why is that? You know, Oftentimes when we look at our male friends, we may have been, you know, side by side in grade school, maybe even doing better than our male friends. But then somehow we get sorted differently by the time we hit middle school and high school where we think maybe we, you know, aren't as smart. Um, but it's really not about that so much as there are so many different kinds of intelligences, right? Emotional intelligence, mental, social physical, and now I'm gonna add galactic intelligence. And I think that's what you're bringing through my friend with your beautiful adventures.
0: Thank you. And you know what I love, this was, my reading was so healing. I can now look at the night sky and I can um, identify without a map or anything, which stars Arcturus. I've definitely connected with my galactic family. And I think, you know, losing my mother, who was my only parent, which was really traumatic for me a few months ago. Being able to call in my galactic family and my star family and um, other lineages that I know I've connected with and to feel that, like, I have that little bit of support has been, like, super healing, super life-changing. And whenever you call, they're available because they're always here.
1: Oh, my. I didn't realize her passing was so recent. Um, And you did say now you are the first female in line for your family.
0: Is yes. That correct. Yes. Yes, that Perfect is correct. Timing.
1: Perfect timing. Then, as the great mother and the divine feminine, you know, qualities of the archetype. You know, it's time. I, I was actually waking up the other day, and keep having the recurring thought that pencils down, Amber. Our pencils are down. The test is over. You know, now we're here to use all the wisdom we've gained. It's like no more test-taking. It's like, okay, just beingness. And I, I sense that you're stepping into that more so, using every available I don't know, modality, skill, your
0: whole core essence, and you're still learning,
1: which mm-hmm. is beautiful because you've got this open. I can feel this
0: openness and joy in you. Yes, and I feel like everything feels a little yeah. Even though we're still going through this huge change, um, It just does. You look at the sky every day, it gets a little brighter. Like I can look at the I say to my husband all the time, look at the clouds, they're changing. You can see the vibration. You can see the frequency. If you just take time to look.
1: You know, that's a good point because we get so busy in our lives. We've got to go here, 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 do, do, do. And we forget to pause and go, My God, we are living on such an amazing planet. This is so gorgeous, and it's biodiversity, you know, to really take another look at our animal friends, the birds. If you have a dog or a cat, maybe just tuning into them and saying, thank you for being here. You know, they're part of our whole little collective journeying. And maybe that, again, for the playground is this idea of um, if you don't have children, go to a park, just being near laughter with children or animals, it's an immediate raising of your vibration. I know that was a long tangent, but I'm like, Oh my God, you and I, I think both are sensing that, you know, it's time for us Uh to step into that. Okay. Okay. Let's let's do it from our hearts and do it from this idea that um, there's service and there's a desire.
0: Yes, we chose to be here for a reason at this time, right? To help, to serve for the greater good of all.
1: That's true. And the last thing I would just add was that I got myself put in a box. Like, well, I'm a painter. In fact, I'm a professional painter. I'm an artist. And if I start, you know, publicly broadcasting galactic astrology and all this woo-woo um, because some neighbors came over and asked me if I was a witch and I, I, <laughs> said, um, I didn't know how to answer that. I said, well, you know, the suppressed feminine <laughs> may have been called a witch, but now she's called goddess. Hello. But it's this idea yeah. of like, I had to get over my own box that I was putting myself in. I am, I am Ursula first and she loves to communicate. She loves to be of service. I see this in my chart. I've got Fomalhaut, this beautiful royal star to help guide me with Archangel Gabriel to be the messenger when it feels right for me. It's not this guilt-ridden, oh, I got to go do this or else, or else nothing. It's a choice. And so it's like I got over myself. I'm sitting as my crone, dumbness. And it's like it feels good. It feels like, come on, let's play. So thank you for inviting people like me onto your podcast. It's encouraging me to maybe get my own podcast going.
0: Oh yes, you should. (laughs) And then you don't have to brush your hair. No, I'm joking. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I brush it too often. (laughs) Well, I am so grateful for you being on today. I definitely, even just having the reading with you, I definitely feel like a soul connection. I, um, You know, I don't know. I feel like soul families are being brought together and you sharing your story and about galactic astrology will hopefully resonate with some of the listeners and then they can tap in. Um, I think that we're all being kind of like called to look up into the sky and to look up into the stars um, and to realize that, you know, we just we do have support and to be open, you know, open heart, open mind.
1: Oh, I love that. Open heart, open mind. Pencils
0: down, the test is over. Mm-hmm. Just, just be, just be. Yes. Would you mind sharing real quick um, some of your star lineage? And, of course, you don't have to if you don't. No,
1: I'd love to. Um, Well, first of all, I was one of the lucky few who received a personal reading from Julia before she stopped giving personal readings and began teaching teachers. So she's at that level. And she brought me through um, my own chart, which I was crying many times, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and she, I'll just tell you, one of my, my biggest issues that, she showed me was it is hard for me to receive, and I, I understand that um, that it's so much easier to give and give. So this idea of tuning into my feminine receptivity, so that I could become more imbalanced, um, was a beautiful message that I received. But the lineage piece was not to the roadmap of my chart. When I first saw my chart, I couldn't figure out well, where's where am I from, and where's my origin? I I don't want to have to guess, you know, and I had to do extra research, but it did turn out that um, the beautiful fixed star named Vega in the Lyra constellation, this idea of this ancient beingness, I always felt with the James Taylor song with Carly Simon would say, We were there, we were there at the beginning. Yes, the spark of creation. I mean, I'm getting chills. I know I got the words a little funny, but we were there, and I always go right there. And so Lyra, if you look at Lisa Royal Holt's work with Galactic um, uh-huh. Heritage and the card deck, etc., and the books, the Prism of Lyra, this was the beginning um, point within our cosmology. So Vega, it is the divine feminine. It's the blue beings. Sometimes they look a lot like the Avatar, the movie. Those beings with the uh, yes, that that type of indigo big, blue,
0: big beautiful eyes, tall. Yes,
1: and so this idea of going within. And I always knew that all the answers, if I want to go galactic, it's inside me. If I want to transport or astral travel, it's inside me. So it's this knowingness. And she just underscored the Vega connection that wasn't necessarily crystal clear in my chart, but I trusted her intuitive guidance. And then I had to bring it into my own inner being and my counsel within my whole star family tribe and say, okay, that's one aspect. But I also know, and please forgive me, but the cosmic joke is, this only matters when we think in terms of linearity. In 3D, we like to say beginning, middle, and end. And yet when we start looking at quantum consciousness, this idea of off the timeline, And I know it's so hard as a human being to wrap our minds around everything happening all at once. So instead, I see this idea that Vega plays a critical component. I may appear feminine, but there's an uber strong masculine within me. And so it's this balancing of that kind of galactic ancestry that informs my path. So... I don't know if that
0: helps. <laughs> I love that because that's our that that's our connection. One of oh. an Akashic reading, a star seed Akashic reading, and I know that I spent many times in Lyra. I know I was one of the original ones. I know that I helped kind of seed creation. If you know, um, and I have mem I have so many memories. So that must be why I'm drawn to you. Oh, I like yes. that. Because when you said that, I got chills all over my body.
1: Oh, no, I'm feeling them in my whole torso. This idea of a blueprinter, of being a star seed. And it's not about the ego so much as this recognition that, you know, being a fractal of divine source, we carry it all within us. It's just for some of us, we see that extra layering. And for you to have that memory, It just tells me, wow, how profound. Now, how will you, you know, activate that knowingness for the greater good, including yourself, primarily yourself, but the greater good to support the consciousness as we're moving into this broader awareness. So I know those sounds like a lot of words. I guess what I'm trying to say is, wow, we're looking into a mirror that helps us understand who we truly are. So yes, Vega um, and the Royal Stars. Let's see if there's one more. Let's see. One more. I was really drawn to what's on my Venus line. I have Venus in Scorpio at six degrees, six minutes in the second house. I have the galactic PowerPoint of the Shapley attractor conjunct my Venus. So this whole idea of Venus representing love, art, aesthetics, beauty, but conjunct a powerful point called the Shapley. And so I had to sit with that and go, okay, but what does that mean? And so it's still like an onion. The layers are still, I I don't, I can't, define it entirely but I do know that I have access to this cosmic divine flow in a way when I go into my heart and invite Venus and Scorpio's this deep deep dive into emotional awareness and then trust it and value it and trust has been so hard for me it's like what like what it's what? (laughs) So it's Uh it's always Uh been about trust. But if I see it, Amber, if I see it in my records, then it stares back at me as, well, you can look at it as proof. You can look at it as, isn't that interesting? But you can hold it or not. But I'm going to be sitting with Venus conjunct the Shapley attractor, this incredible PowerPoint of the center of the center of the center of the galaxies. Uh, I I don't know. It'll just take one part. I will say the scary part is if you have any Draco. Right. <laughs> alignments. I'll just end with that because it's <laughs> like, don't be afraid of the ancient wisdom of the dragon. You know, um, I'm probably going to do a little Ascension playground, a little mini video on what Lisa Royal Holt talks about the three eras, ERA, the three eras. So, Right now, some people are looking at Tubin and the whole constellation of Draco as reptilian and evil and seeding and hosting bad energy. And so when you look at the eras, you look at you have a a beginning, a middle, and an ascended aspect. And so just like if people would judge earth when we were cavemen and women as, oh, they're so primitive. Well, we're not that anymore. And so it gets a little more complicated when you say, but if you hold it in quantum, you see the beginning, middle, and ascended part all at once. It's all evolutionary. It's all about this expansion and awareness. So you could say back to Draco, yes, that could be true. And that's true for many and all star nations with the shadow. We all have a shadow. But pointing towards the transformed and transmuted Draco what gift does it have for you in your soul connections in your galactic astrology chart? Because these were the, I mean, these were the creator beings working before time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. There's so much that is unpacked in a reading um, that I hope all the listeners go ahead and reach on out in your,
1: Booked. Well, I'd love to invite them all to the Ascension Playground. Come check out and see if this is something you'd like to play with. Um, again, I, I think I'm gonna have a few more videos coming, but you know, we just had flooding here in California, a bridge went out, we've got major issues facing the community, and it's this galactic awareness that helps me see the bigger picture. So as I try and not move into fear, which is not always easy, but Uh I just go, okay. And this too shall pass. And this too is part of the test pencils down, just be. And so holding space and light for those areas on the planet that need it most. I just go, okay, anchor the light, anchor the light. Don't get entangled in the drama, which is easy to do. Just anchor the light. That's why you're here. And that's what I tell myself. That's why I'm here. Just anchor this light and hopefully inspire anyone listening.
0: Absolutely. And that's going to be just so needed moving forward as the earth continually changes, just to stay in the light, to stay in the love, to stay grounded in your own energy. Stay in that place of peace.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for this. And I'm going to openly invite you to come onto the Ascension Playground. <laughs> I would love if that. You, would you really? Okay.
0: Good. Oh uh, my well, we'll invite all
1: your listeners to come check out our next chat on the Ascension Playground coming soon.
0: <laughs> Yay. I know we're over in time. I just want to ask real quick yeah. before we end. Do you have any additional message, any um, you know, uplifting, encouraging, encouraging words for the listeners um as we continually grow together?
1: I do. Let me, I'm tuning in. What they're saying is unity, unity consciousness and the rainbow bridge. If we can just imagine ourselves, anyone listening just for a moment as that rainbow bridge to support this unifying consciousness, nothing to do, just a picture to hold. And you drop that image into your heart chakra and just Put your two hands on that idea of a unity bridge with this rainbow light. All is well. All is well. All is well. Thank you, Amber.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Can you tell the listeners where to find you? I'll also put everything in the show notes. Just we know that your YouTube is the Ascension Playground. Do you have a website? um
1: i am on facebook um but you know on my ascension playground that's the best place i'm starting to put link trees um i have a link tree that i'll be putting in the descriptions for any of the upcoming ascension playground um, in the in the description area and so i love link tree because it all your things like my art website or you know my facebook it's all together as one
0: Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I thank you so much for being on. I'm very grateful for you taking your time, um, for being on the podcast. I'm sending you so much, so much love. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, till next time. Thank you, dear Amber. See you thank soon.
0: righty, Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you everyone for being it. here for listening. Remember when you awaken you, you remember you.
1: Namaste.